Good morning and, and welcome to, to the Maritime Education Panel, which is the first time that uh, Capital Link is organizing the Maritime Education Panel in Greece. Uh, and uh, Mr. Bornozis quite rightly put this panel between the morning session, which focused on issues like digitalization uh, and the, all the rest, the sessions focusing on environmental regulations. Both of them require a different level of training and education, uh, which is, hasn't been provided yet by either public or private academies. Um, it is a topic that needs attention. Education is underpinning uh, the shipping excellence, which is the title of, of this uh, conference. And also it's important to see that how aspects of the personality of the seamen and seawomen are uh, playing a role in developing efficient uh, uh, crew. We have four uh, speakers. Um, we will start with uh, Mr. Leonidas Sevianidis, somebody I hope you all know. Um, he is the chairman of the Evianidis Foundation. He is a ship owner, a businessman, and also he is now the uh, IMO Maritime Ambassador. He is going to start by focusing on key points on marine and maritime education, and then the rest of the speakers will follow uh, focusing on different issues. Mr. Vienis. Yes, there. Yeah, very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nicolas and Olga, where is Olga? Olga, I don't see Olga. Uh, good morning, our moderator. Very uh, big thank you for the kind introduction. Uh, I'm sure that there's a plethora of topics and a plethora of thoughts and consideration because we're in the middle of a very interesting period. We're in a period with great uncertainties in the financial markets where reasoning and fundamentals, uh, they have reached at the crossroads. So we have very exciting times ahead of us with dangers and risks and opportunities that will certainly affect shipping. So in all this uh, process, it is very important that uh, uh, we need uh, good shipping, good shipping practices, and we need uh, fit uh, setups and organization where the human factor is going to play an even greater role than hitherto. Uh, I don't want to say big words because I'm sure that you had a very exciting morning and there's a very nice continuation. I'll just try to focus on certain key points the way I understand them and try to put things in a simple way. First of all, Greek shipping without Greek officers and seafarers cannot exist. Two, we have, according to the data of 1st January 9, uh, 2017, uh, 4,585 ships, uh, Greek ships, Greek control ships. That indicates that at least 
you can use different variations. We need about 15,000 officers. Instead of that, Greek officers are 5,000, which include also a great number, which is including for the, is used for the cabotage or coastal shipping. And then also we have the frictional unemployment because this is not to say that if you are an accredited seafarer, you are a good seafarer. Because in the profession we live today, there's a very strong market for the good captains and the good engineers. The bad engineers have no place. That's black and white. Between 2008 and 2016, 10,168 uh, young boys and ladies, they entered the maritime academies. Out of the 2,168, only 6,843 graduated in a period of seven years. Very poor number. So certainly, we need more to be done. As you are well aware, or maybe aware, the key source of getting seafarers in Greece is our maritime academies, our nautical academies. Uh, a lot of job has to be done. We need to attract in a better way people who really have their blood and willingness and the merits to follow the sea profession and also have to do a lot of things to enhance the system, which has weaknesses. And we at the Eugenides Foundations were committed to contribute to that direction. But this is not the topic today. I mean, yes, the number is about 900 officers they graduated here, and it's far from a sufficient number, first of all, to cover the people who leave the sector, and second, to, to cover the additional needs. Uh, along these lines, we are in solely natural. Ah, and here I want to make a footnote. Uh, there is a long discussion about uh, the vocational training and the technical uh, lycea. I mean the three last classes, vocational training, which is very much underestimated in Greece, on which we had some very good news because it's so happy to be in Hios Island, Cardamila, when we had Captain Chakos uh, Lyceum, a first initiative, and we hope more to follow. But even more important is that the state takes the responsibility to improve the status of this technical lycea, because this technical lycea, uh, 400 out of um, 1,200, 1,300 who enter each year the marine academies. Uh, they come, according to our system, uh, 400, 500, anything between from this technical lycea. Unfortunately, the level of these students is very low. And these are the milestones which brings our educational system down. Because their level is low, so the other people who come from a proper high school and a proper lyceum, they are of higher standard, and yeah, there are two different speeds. So one of the reasons of pathogeny of our maritime academy is the question of our technical lycea. And also there's a very long debate whether we can, with special schools, uh, give the possibility for students, graduates from the technical lycea, uh, to pursue a career which so far is the third officer. And there are ideas and suggestions how, with some training, and uh, further education to eventually come masters and chief officers without uh, following the academy. It's a complicated and difficult issue. It's a good idea, but for me, there's a long way to go. At the same time, we're welcoming uh, the initiative of uh, uh, private uh, education, Maritime Academy, so I'm with great interest. We're going to hear views which they come. 
And we should not underestimate also the possibility which Greek seafarers have in order to uh, join the profession. And uh, you have uh, other flags who can give uh, possibilities. Uh, you have the question of Cyprus, you have the question of Malta. Very recently you have Croatia and so on and so forth. Egypt, they are very active and it's a very serious effort. So I think there is a wide scope of uh, possibilities for more people to be attracted in a profession which gives very good possibilities for Greek youth. Uh, 2003, we had about 1.2 million graduates of universities. Today, we have 2.2 million graduates, which is a plethora of uh, good graduates. And uh, you have only the good ones who are merited the grain, 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 and they go abroad. And uh, so it's a shipping profession and also uh, maritime related uh, professions because we should not forget that 18,000 people work in the offices, which is a very substantial number. And there are different studies which indicate that uh, about 160,000 they're indirectly involved in the logistics sector, in repairs, the cluster, cluster is a very debatable uh, terminology, but still, with a lot of possibilities in case Piraeus is going to come stronger and Greece, even that side to be increased. This is something which is uh, a part of uh, the deliberation. So coming back, the only thing which I want to say is the following. Uh, we are living in an era where new technologies become of essence. Uh, therefore, since the relation between office and ship become hybrid with the new technologies, uh, STEM technology and STEM education, mathematics, informative, uh, science in uh, general, uh, it's of paramount importance for those who are also intend to pursue this profession. Digital skills, big data, are used to harvest seaboard operational parameters to analyze trends and monitor thresholds. By using the information available, one can optimize performance, lower operating vessels, maintenance costs, and in, in a preventive way. At the same time, 21st century is characterized by switching to green shipping, interpersonal networking leadership and social skills, new models and modes of operation, enforcement of strict laws and regulations. All these require knowledge, experience, cross-discipline knowledge, and career mobility. Therefore, I finish. Therefore, to put things in a nutshell, I tried to give uh, all the different parameters. We think that a lot of things have to be done. We're in a good way. And uh, I, my last remark is that because we have a plethora of opportunities, it's very important to come to the question of accreditation. It's very important that we have a system with, like GMAT, lower proficiency, uh, international way in order to get the accreditation out of the plethora of institutions in order for the industry to get the best. Thank you so very much. Thank you for such a, a good opening to our session. The second speaker is Mr. Dimitris Diamantis, who is the Director General of Metropolitan College. Um, uh, is this uh, Metropolitan College is part of a larger educational organization, including the IECACME. So Mr. Diamantis will focus on a recent initiative for, on private-public partnership. 
Thank you, Professor Akumanis. Good morning, everyone. I'm uh, here representing Metropolitan College. A few words about Metropolitan College, if I may, for those who are not familiar with the colleges in Greece. Uh, Metropolitan College uh, is a privately owned college licensed by the Ministry of Education and operates uh, for over the last more than 35 years now. Uh, collaborating with uh, mainly UK higher education institutions via franchise agreements. Uh, one of these major partnerships is the one that we have uh, established with uh, Solent University of Southampton. For those who don't know it, Warsaw's, the famous, the world famous Warsaw's Maritime Academy is part of it and is considered to be the premier maritime education provider in the world. Through this partnership, we would like to introduce, as Professor Akumanis mentioned before, a private-public educational partnership model because we are actually representing a public university in Greece. Of course, maritime education is international per se, and I think the same should apply for maritime education in general. Our role, of course, uh, is considered to be complementary to the public merchant marine academies which operate in Greece traditionally. And uh, they have an invaluable uh, impact on the youngsters and this will continue to be as such what, uh, what I have to say about our role and what are we are trying to do and what is our effort about is to uh, be complementary of uh, the delivery of the public academies and uh, to add some points about this type of complementarity, if I may, is our effort to bring, uh, bring together under the same roof both maritime business and marine education under one college. Education which is a UK-led education but happens in Greece. This is called the model of a transnational education. Offering the students the opportunity to exchange knowledge between them and uh, hopefully become a hub for all the maritime marine related disciplines for the first time in Greece. This is our effort. And of course, talking about education, if I may, I would like to touch upon the uh, interdisciplinary approach and opportunities which can be offered through a hub like that. Usually, talking about maritime education, we only talk about some uh, specific areas, like one or two programs, and then you have to go somewhere else. Our effort would be to provide an opportunity to have a total, as we say, A to Z solution for those interested to pursue studies in these fields. Another point with regards to the complementarity in, is the uh, in internationalization aspect and uh, our effort to bring together the traditional knowledge, the uh, capitalized knowledge of the Greek seafarers and the Greek maritime academies, the public ones, with uh, 
the uh, outcomes of the research of uh, the UK higher education institutions, and especially, more specifically, talking about Solent University. So maintaining the frequent communication uh, with the patent institution, parent institution strengthens the um, language skills of the students and the knowledge of the British educational system, which is, I consider, very important. So we have proceeded with the um, huge investment in the heart of Piraeus, and this is an outcome of uh, a research that we undertook and which lasted over the last five or six years. Whereas we uh, had to uh, deliberate and exchange views from all the stakeholders because we cannot imagine our role without the industry and uh, the cluster in Greece. Living in Greece is uh, an advantage for the students who will study uh, uh, in our uh, maritime academy because they can pay, take the advantage of having visiting lectures from the industry on top of the curriculum. Just to touch upon the... Uh, One minute. Yes. Yeah. One minute, okay. Yeah. Just to, to mention that one uh, of our main uh, visions is, um, and our effort is to address issues like safety at sea, efficiency in navigation, and protection of the marine environment. And uh, provide our graduates, or have graduates, with uh, skills and competences which would address the needs of the maritime industry of today. Thank you. Uh, our third speaker is Mrs. Venetia Calipoliti, um, who has been, has retired uh, last year uh, as commander and head of training at the Hellenic Coast Guard Agency. She is presently deputy manager of Chacos Ship Management Company with a focus on training and human resources. Mrs. Calipoliti. Thank you, Professor Arnaldis. No, I think it's fine now. Thank you, Professor Akumanis. Allow me to uh, congratulate the organizers for this uh, today's event. And a uh, big thank for inviting us in order to speak uh, nowadays for maritime education. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, having the title of what the message of today is, is the time has come. The maritime education should be introduced to our schools, and our schools should be the integral part of our overall educational maritime system. Captain Panagiotis Tsakos, few days ago, with all the strength of, strength of his voice and soul, said to us, it's time to stop believing in an utopia. If we want to maintain for the new generations our sea DNA of our seamanship and maritime tradition, the next time that we will meet 
a shipping community, the room should be full of teenagers and young people, students of high schools and cadets. This is a wish from our side for your next event. With these words and with the eyes to the future, a private non-profit nautical high school, as Mr. Evgenidis said earlier, a technical regime has been established and started its operational educational work in September 2018 in, by respecting our founder's vision one year before in Hios Island, offering among others marine and maritime education and training. The maritime present is totally different from the past. In a very demanding and challenging maritime environment, what is really needed is to embrace the whole educational chain by starting from the schools, building upon the culture, how to become familiar with the sea and the vessels, and by demonstrating the perspectives of a maritime career and the traditional principles of the seamanship. Shipping and the whole maritime cluster will give an utmost boost to reduce unemployment. And this is a fact that nowadays could not be disregarded. Education is not a competitive arena. Institutional maritime organizations, foundations, shipping shareholders will contribute towards an open system complementary to the public maritime education speaking for Greece. After all, the sea has room for all of us. But allow me to take some minutes to answer to two main questions. Why to invest in a secondary educational level? Usually, we, the shipping companies, are concentrating our efforts to the Mersan Marine Academies and the cadets when covering their need for their seagoing training ships or afterwards for their further education and training as professionals. Nowadays, we realized that we should go deeper and at the age when they are younger and tender to receive and endorse the values of the sea and its people. The legitimate way to do it was by establishing a private not-profit high school, the Teens, Chacos Enhanced Education Nautical School. But allow me to share with you the magnificent example of Kozani. The secondary directorate of education of the Ministry of Education has invited us last March for a maritime career conference which warmly accepted as Maria Chacos Foundation with the participation of Evgenides Foundation, Hellenic Chamber of Shipping, HEMEXPO, Union of Short Sea Shipping Ship Owners, Mersan Marine Academy of Macedonia, and others. It was an initiative of all the high schools of the region. There, we realized that they don't know anything about the employment opportunities. The maritime cluster, uh, the maritime cluster could provide 
They haven't realized which are the marine and maritime professions, and most of all, how to find us. Another question that came to my mind is, why nautical high school? What we said in the official title as technical museum of a maritime direction. First of all, the law allow us to do that. Second, it is imperative to use all the educational material that could bring closer the pupils for the seafarers profession and not only, but the foremost is that the past is always waving the way forward. We had through our whole maritime history, nautical schools as pioneers at that time. From that pulse, we gain a numerous of capable and distinguished masters and engineers and a significant number of our most famous ship owners. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you are convinced by now that uh, traditional education is needed. Uh, the point that we need also to explore is that the role of personality, which is becoming even more important in addition to the education that an individual can get, the success in professional life is influenced by personality either positively or negatively. And, and therefore, I would leave Mr. Chabliris, the principal of the Chabliris group, to touch on the human side and the role of the personality in, in the success in shipping. Thank you, Dino. But first of all, I'd like to sincerely thank uh, Nikos and Olga for inviting me here to, uh, to participate in the conferences, which I find Captain Link in all these conferences are a great learning curve for me because the unfortunate thing about being involved in the business for over half a century, when we were at school, we learned the whole proverb about en either or the or then either, and you begin to realize that perhaps at a later stage of life when it, how true it is. One basic thing which I want to touch upon, which I think uh, previous speakers or presenters mentioned in quite a lot of detail, is the two factors which I find very, very important, especially in the shipping industry, which is by far different than any other nature, any other kind of industry, because you're immobile, you're away from home, and there are many aspects which come into the equation which do not come into the usual equation of a, of a typical job. The human factor. We've all heard about the element of emotional intelligence, and perhaps a lot of people sometimes mislead themselves by thinking that perhaps it's a, by far a vague uh, term which is used for people who don't really want, know what they want to, how they describe, in the same way as doctors use the word allergy. I think emotional intelligence is very, very important, especially in the shipping industry. Because, ladies and gentlemen, one thing which hasn't been mentioned here, and perhaps is, I don't want to be unconventional, be rebellious and mention it, but I must. Shipping, to succeed in shipping, you have to learn to take risks. You have to be daring. You have to do things which effectively other people wouldn't dare and do. In fact, as our, uh, the inventor of Polaroid camera mentioned about 50, 70 years ago, one of the most essential aspects of creativity is not being afraid to fail. This is very important, ladies and gentlemen. Courage, stamina, childish enthusiasm 
And I add two other factors into the equation, which is perhaps because I'm biased by my volatile and childish character, passion and romanticism. Shipping is perhaps one of the few professions which succeeded because people are passionate and romantic. Venetia mentioned in her speech on, on a couple of occasions, he men she mentioned the name Panayotis Tsakos. Panayotis Tsakos, as you will know, there's an the introduction. Well, how did he get where he went? He took risks, he was daring, he worked hard, but ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I've ever known such a romantic and passionate person in my shipping career. Last not least, because our time is short, we have to come up with the three Ps, the ba basic rules and prerequisites of life. Number one, patience. Number two, perseverance. Number three, again, passion. Last not least, I'd like to quote Benjamin Graham, who was the tutor and, uh, and teacher and also the best friend of, uh, of Warren Buffett. He wants to do three things during a day, every day of his life, and he said that at a very late stage of his life. Number one, I want to do something foolish. Number two, I want to do something creative. And number two, three rather, I like to do something generous. Thank you very much. Thank you, George. Uh, we have a few minutes for questions. Uh, some uh, additional points that I would like to make is that uh, there is a consensus that the entry level of those who go to, do to, to the marine and maritime areas is not high enough. Uh, this is accepted by um, parts uh, from, from the, the government to those who are running uh, those academies and, and therefore it has to be a joint effort by both the public and private organizations to raise the entry level. There is evidence that there is a correlation between the outcome, the quality of an individual at the end of the first degree and the entry qualifications at the beginning. So. Let's focus on that. I understand that this is an aspiration. Um, it has to do with the panellinias, the, the exetasis and so on. Um, but this is a point that uh, if we all focus and then provide them with the best possible education during the career and also the best possible sea service uh, in the Greek ship owners, companies, and others, then there will be a, a continuing success of the Greek shipping. So, any three, four minutes? Yes, there's a lady. So thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, and I, I was very pleased to hear what you said, all of you said in the panel. I'm not going to speak, be speaking about the higher education, which is very important. Ever, all the points that you said have made a lot of sense to me. I would like to talk to you about the professional existing seafarers. First of all, I found the training, in a, I don't call it training, I would call it education and training. It's, very, it's getting very complex and very difficult by the year, by the months. 
because of the uh, higher standards, you know, the technological, as you say, development is coming. So this is very difficult. So we need updates, not only for the CFRs, good updates, but also for the humor, for the instructors. Our biggest frustration in this industry is that the instructors are very good uh, mechanical, are very good captains, but they are not up to date. This is very big problem for the existing professional CFRs, and I'm telling you that. Another point I'd like to take you, the market has taken the education very simplistic. It's, a simple, it's not simple, it's complicated, it's very difficult, and it's very demanding. And should uh, TMSA 3, as you know now, not only refers to the higher standards because they are gonna do assessments, and plus they want technical, plus DGPR and cybersecurity is included as a package in the TMSA 3. So what you said before on cybersecurity, what you discussed about the uh, assessment, and uh, it's very important. Um, when a CFR manages and VLCC loaded or an LNG of $500 million, then he should know everything he can know possible, be next to God, discussing budgeting, discussing management skills, uh, technical skills, automation. I'm just, uh, three years ago, I tried to get into the technical courses and it's getting more and more difficult for me to manage it. And it's very difficult. It's, uh, we need to go to excellence, basis what you said, must everybody follow your thoughts, but we need to make it excellent. Unless we have this first step, we go to the uh, higher step. It's very important, the education, not training only. Thank and you. And if you invest, if you invest properly, excuse me, one million dollar properly investment for training, then the experts say that you make your money 10 to 12 times more. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to ask uh, Mr. Diamandis about his uh, experience uh, that uh, in uh, this first year of uh, Warsaw Academy about the cadets and how he feels that uh, this program uh, goes on because I understand it's very important. Yes, thank you for this question. Um, first of all, I fully concur with uh, Mrs. Liriji about uh, 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 the uh, vocational aspect and the training of uh, the education. Um, well, we have heavy, having the uh, vocational and training background for some years, uh, no, I think we are mature enough to have a say on uh, this uh, field of study. And uh, I think that uh, what we can offer to the students is not only academic knowledge, but a blend of uh, hands-on experience and uh, a rich experience of a learning experience, which is one of the determinants of quality, which uh, comprises the hands-on delivery, the, uh, the hands-on approach, uh, the uh, sea time, the practical elements, theory and traditional lectures, and at the same time, other kind of experiences like working together in team or working by themselves, independent study, and this is a mix that we, is our effort to provide our, our students with. Now, are the experiences positive, very positive, Students are enthusiastic because they have a double identity, not only being Greeks and studying in Greece, but also being members because they are matriculated on the actual program uh, which runs in Southampton. So they have a double identity, being Greek students, studying in Greece, but at the same time being uh, students of a UK university. 
Uh, I think that we have started uh, the first signals that we have taken from the students are very positive. And also, we have um, uh, part of the experience is they, those who teach. So the teaching staff is getting together and becomes owners of the curriculum. Thank you. We have time for, sorry. We have time for one more burning question, if there is one. Yes. Gentlemen, just just a second for the microphone to reach you. Uh, my question is very simple: H How do you improve standards if you have declining enrollment? If if you had rising enrollment, then you could pick and choose. But until there's rising enrollment, then you've got a problem. And also, the other thing I want to say is, from my experience with the ICS, what we're doing as a country is basically subsidizing other other countries. <laughs> in terms of uh, filling foreign maritime offices in Europe and elsewhere with very qualified uh, Greek people who are highly educated and highly skilled. Does anybody want to comment on this? No. Okay, then that's a good point to close the session. Thank you all for attending and we look forward to the rest of today's uh, sessions.